Luke chapter 10, beginning in verse 22. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows who the Son is except the Father. And no one knows who the Father is except the Son. And to those whom the Son chooses to reveal him. The secret. The secret. Then we get into the story of the Good Samaritan right after that. Verse 25. On one occasion, a certain expert in the law, a lawyer, stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, a rabbi, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? That's a $64,000 question. What is written in the law? <laughs> he told the lawyer, huh? He replied, how do you read it? You big lawyer, you? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus says, a man, a certain man, was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. When he fell into the hands of robbers or thieves, they stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the road, the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So to a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, that's vision, he took pity on him. And he went to him and bandaged his wounds, poured on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own, own, own donkey, took him to an inn, and took care of him. That's victory in reach. The next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, and when I return, I'll re reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell among the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Likewise. Wisdom. Now you know. It's not a secret no more. Once you know, once you're a Christian, once you receive the secret, you're wise to it. It's no longer a secret. Go and do likewise. Father, I pray that we would go and do likewise. Those that don't know you here tonight, they would come, Lord God, to get to know you. Oh, Jesus. How I look back on 27 years and two weeks, almost to the day when I came in to the rehab home, the inReach. And when I met you five days later, there could be somebody here like that today. What a day of rejoicing that was in my life. May they experience that here today as well. Your secret. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Everybody together said? Greet one another one more time on the love of the Lord. Again, we're going to be taking communion. But I fear that us being all Christians, because this happened one time. We had candlelight communion and we were all Christians and nobody had matches. And now, if, we've, if, if we haven't taken care of business yet, oh my God. That happened one time. I don't know if our, my wife remembers, but we, we had candlelight communion, but nobody had matches. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> oh, I hope it's taken care of. <laughs> Praise God. That's the usher's job. We mentioned last week, and let me just go over a little bit of last week, because I believe last week's sermon was, was a sermon we need to really have. We need to really put in here. I thought, you know, I went home and I, I, I said, thank God for a sermon like this. 
But I want to reflect on it and, and reiterate and bring it out a little bit more before we get into the, the sermon here for today. We found out last week that Christianity is an experience. It's a peace that passes all understanding. It's a joy unspeakable. And that's what he was talking about here. When you got a secret, you can't pass it on. Because somebody else has to experience it for themselves. It's a secret. Uh, it's like... Today I was locked up in my secret chambers and getting ready for the summer. Sometimes I just go in there and I, don't, I lock it. But I heard him. I knew it was my son because we have a secret whistle. Uh, so I said, I better open for him. I better get over there, you know, okay. And I open for a few other guys too. You're here, okay. Uh, but uh, 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 it, it's a secret that only two people understand. It's the same thing with God. It's a, it's a secret that you have that really can't be given away. Because it's a secret. Otherwise, if you could, it wouldn't be a secret. And it belongs, the Bible says, there is revealed to those who fear God. Okay? And we mentioned here that the, 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 the writer of, of Psalms there, okay, he, he was, when he wrote Psalms 25, 14, he was talking about people like Abraham. When he left the earth of Chaldeans, when he left, God revealed himself to him, nobody else. When he left for Canaan, everybody from, from Babylon must have said, hey, bro, where are you going? Well, I heard from God. Jehovah, come on, buddy. Uh, you're all wacko. No, but he had a secret. Abraham had it, Lot didn't. Remember that? Jacob wrestled with the angel. Jacob had it. Esau, his brother, didn't have it. Uh, remember Samuel had it. Eli didn't have it. Samuel didn't, Eli didn't understand the secret. But Samuel did. That's the way to some of you that don't know Christ. You, you, you're wondering, how, you know, how, that guy's 51 years old. Look at the way he acts. I got a secret, buddy. Uh, uh, I'm still 18 besides. Hallelujah. Uh, that's my secret, too. See, that's what happens. But it can't be, you, you have to get it yourself. It's got to be experienced for yourself. Christianity is an experience. And we need to understand that. Given to those who fear the Lord, who fear God. Uh, when you have a, a reverence for him, you got that secret. Now, last week we covered the master secret, which was what? Anybody have your notes? Service. Because everybody has a secret. Remember we talked about that Miyagi, is that his name? Remember that? He had a secret. Oh, grasshopper. Yes, grasshopper. Uh, but he had that secret. But he only, the master only gives a secret to those that he knows are reverence. The master only gives a secret to those that have that, that little, oh, this guy could be a good karate dude. This guy could be a good first baseman. Uh, so you give the secret to those people, but not to anybody else. That's what Psalms 25, 14 is talking about. Uh, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. God's going to reveal the secrets to those that open up to him. Those that fear him. Those that reverence him. They give him respect. Say, so you know what? I want to be a part of your team. Good. I'm going to give you the secret. And the, the master secret we found out was service. Then we also covered the second uh, secret was the friend's secret. What was that? Knowledge. Remember that? If you have a friend, you'll share your, your knowledge with them that you won't with anybody else. Uh, some people, you won't throw your pearls to swine, so to speak. That's what it means, really. Uh, God will share his secrets, not to swine. Only to those that love him and reverence him. Uh, and that's what a friend does. That's a friend's secret. You're not going to go dump on somebody that's a big gossip. They're gossips. They're not friends. 
Do you know what Pastor Steve? Ooh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Get weedy, 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 weedy. That's what we call it in Spanish. In the, in the hood, the, the, the Spanish hood neighborhood, uh, the weedy, weedy. You don't, you don't give it to the weedy, weedies. Ah, you got to give it to the ones with the spiritual weedy, weedies. Hallelujah. That'll hold their mud. The strong ones. Your friends. You only share your secrets with your friends. Today we're going to cover the lover's secret. The lover's secret. Okay. This is the tenderest of the three. Okay. We have the master secret service. That's the master secret service. Hallelujah. Uh, that sounds like a movie. Uh, then we have the friend's secret, which is knowledge. But the secret of love is the secret of character. Character. Keep you writing that down. But not just any kind of character. A disclosure of character. In other words, you open up yourself when you love somebody and you show them who exactly you are. It's, it's a disclosure of character. That's the secret of a lover. Okay? And of course you have it. I'm not going to deal with husband and wife. And, but that's a lover. They disclose their secrets and they disclose who they are. Ah. But when you're first dating, you're like... Oh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. But once you're married, you, you, you disclose. If you love you, you, who you really are. Uh, get your socks off out of there. Well, I just disclose who I really am. I throw my socks around. Uh, that's the lover's secret. Uh, <laughs> it all comes out. That's what I'm really talking about. A revealing of the inner personality. That's the lover's secret. He reveals his inner personality. It's the sharing of the mind and the heart with the person or the individual that you love. It's communication at its finest. Even to the point of vulnerability. Even to the point, my friend, of, of openness. That's, that's what it's all about. Okay, when, when you're really open. In other words, you're not holding anything back. You're a doer of the word. You're being, you're involved. You're involving yourself. Concern and action. It's passion. Like Timothy was talking about, that's what it is, between you and I. It's, what it, it's passion. That'll just get in no matter what, because you're passionate. In other words, when you love somebody and you have that passion for them, yes, you might mess up, you might do, but you're still going to be there for them. Because love endures all things. It's even, that's character disclosed, brought out. Yes, I might have hurt you right here, but I, but I love you, and I'm going to stick, stick close to you. I'm revealing my character. Oh, 25 years of marriage, hallelujah. Oh, that's disclosure. Uh, of character. That's, that's the reason why the Bible says, wake not love up before it's time. Because love doesn't throw its pearls at the swine, like I said earlier. Real love doesn't just disclose itself to everybody. It keeps its character in just to the people that they, they, they love. Uh, there's a secret there. For, for the lover's secret is only for those that fear. And you know that your wife, when she says, yes, I'll, you can disclose yourself to her because she's saying, hey, I really love you. I'm with you all the way. See, this is the sad dilemma that Jesus Christ had. Stay with me now here. It's a sad dilemma that he, that he faced and he confronted Christ did when he was here on this earth. Uh, see, because, oh, how the Lord, he loved the whole world. But he longed to take in even Jerusalem into his bosom. Remember when he says, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I wanted to take you like a mother hen with his chicks. But you would not. So I couldn't reveal my secrets to you. I couldn't show you my real love. Because you, didn't, you wouldn't have understood it. Uh, he wanted to display his secrets to them. But they wouldn't. They could not. And he couldn't. Because they wouldn't 
bring that, that same fear, that reverence that he needed to have in order for him to reveal his secrets to them. Huh? How long must I be with you is the cry of love. Hmm? You hear Jesus when he says, how long must I be with you? I said that a few times to my children, George. Uh, when they don't obey, they don't do what I'm supposed to do. I want them to do. You know, I've been trying for years to get into their nuggets. That's one of my things that I say because I love them. And I say, oh, how long must I be with you? I tell my kids sometimes, they don't understand. So I can't reveal my secrets to them. And I had $20, but it's going to be a secret. Because <laughs> uh, you would not. Ay, ay, ay. Stephen must be all happy because I gave him $20 yesterday. Hallelujah. Uh, I revealed my secrets. <laughs> See, many a Jew, listen to me, many a Hebrew people, they never knew Jesus because he couldn't reveal himself to them. Uh, they never knew him because he didn't share his secrets with them. Yet he did all that he could for them. He tried to disclose his love. Uh, now let's get to the story here in Luke chapter 10, dealing with the Good Samaritan. Okay? See, when you open yourself up to, to the call of God and to his voice, his will, like Peter, James, and John did, to those he openly displays his love and his secrets to them. When you open yourself up, to, like Peter, James, and John did, he'll open himself up to them. Uh, to them, these people he opens up. But there's one of the reasons that he talked in parables, of which one that I read here with a good Samaritan. Okay? Because they, the parables revealed his what? Secrets. His secrets. And I just read you the parable of the good Samaritan. But he, but he was throwing it out. The Jews really couldn't comp totally comprehend it because they weren't open to him. But the ones that were open that received his love, that under, they could re understand the parable. Okay, but let me get into the parable here in regards to love. When Aniba picked up the offering, he talked about love. That's the key about the lover's secret that we're going to be covering here today. Go and do likewise. Because in other words, your wife now, it's no longer a secret. Now, here in this parable, it's talking about a lawyer. What are lawyers good at? Asking questions. Always probing. Always at it. That's the way they're taught. They're always asking questions. And this lawyer... He goes right up to the main question that I said earlier, that anybody that had a head on his shoulders would ask, a man of God or a prophet, what must I do, he was selfish, to inherit eternal life? Then what Jesus does is he leads this lawyer directly into the commandments of love. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart, mind, spirit, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. He leads him right into the commandments of love. So then the lawyer gets technical. Because I, I believe he knew that he got a number of his clients out on Technicalities. <laughs> That's a good one. You missed it. Uh, he gets technical. Uh, because the lawyers are always looking for a little... He's trying to get technical to get himself out. He used to get a lot of his clients out on technicalities. And the lawyer was trying to do the very same thing here again. The only thing is that this time, the lawyer's client was himself. Uh, did you imagine? It was himself. He was the client. But isn't that just like a lawyer? Uh, that's the way they are. And like a few million other Christians as well, wanting to, to, you know, to debate the issue. But who's my neighbor then? Who is my neighbor? That's the question that he asks. See, lawyers, if there's a question, they're going to ask it. If there's a debate, they're going to find it for a price. Lawyers love to talk and debate the issues. 
And they like to do it a lot. Lawyers are a lot like many committees. Or let me, let me, let me phrase it like this. Lawyers are a lot like a lot of church committees. Committees are good at taking minutes and wasting hours. And the committee, uh, they like to take minutes and they like to waste hours. But look at what Jesus does. Christ steps, he, doesn't, he stops talking superficial, superficially and he starts getting specific. He gets down to the real nitty gritty where the action is. He says, a certain man went down. Uh, see, it's a disclosure of character, of real love. That's what he does. Jesus goes on to paint the parable of action. Love in action. Passion. It's passion. Uh, he gives, he had, see Jesus had that lover's secret. It's a disclosure of character, of real love. The Samaritan was showing who he really was. That's what happens here. The priest showed who he was. The Levi showed who he was. But also, the man of action disclosed who he really was. That's what's going to happen with you. When push comes to the shovel, we're going to see what you're made of. Uh, love in action. Uh, when, we really, when, when, when the need arises and the need needs you, are you going to be there? Uh, are you going to stop and try and help this person that's pushing their car or whatever? Uh, really? Well, we really see, that's, that's a disclosure of love. Of character. See, Jesus was trying to tell the lawyer, okay, that talk is cheap. What really counts in life, okay, especially for eternal life, is action. How can you say that you love God who you can't see when you can't even love your brother who you can see? That's what, that's what he's trying to say. Love in action. That's really what it's all about. Christ was trying to tell us that love is the key. That that hereby may all men know that you are my disciples if you have what? Love one for another. If you don't have love, you're like a sounding brass or a tingling cymbal. Uh, you ain't about nothing. You're just making noise, hot air. I love you. Oh, yeah, well, let me see your action. That's what he's talking about. Now, here's what I want to get at here today. How big is your circle of love? Uh, how big is your circle? Very important. Does it include some people and exclude others? Does it encircle some and leave out others? We're going to get to the nitty-gritty here today. Uh, yeah, I got a secret, hallelujah. Remember Peter and Cornelius? Peter didn't want to go to the household of Cornelius. No, 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 they're, they're Gentiles. Oh, uh, no, no, no. See, the Jews had the Gentiles in the very same category as this. If you don't understand this, you will now. As dogs. They were in the same category as dogs. Wow. That's the way the Jews looked at the, at the outsiders. Uh, how big is your circle? How many people does it include? How many people do you have in the doghouse? Uh, let me tell you something. Did you know that the only people that can hurt you, and I mentioned this last week, but I'm going to bring it home here today. The only people that can hurt you and cause you emotional injury are those people that are outside your circle. Those are the only ones that can hurt you. Those that are outside of your circle. That's why it's important you have a big old circle. Uh, because if an individual, okay, is the recipient of your love and your circle, then you've already accepted them and they can't hurt you. If they're inside your circle, you have love for them already. They can't hurt you. They'll hurt you for a little bit, but eventually you'll forgive them. Quick. You forget. I, I have this thing about me. That's, you know, 
I don't know how big my circle is, but it's pretty big. Uh, that's why, you know, you know, and I get hurt when people talk about me a little bit. Uh, but I, when, again, when somebody put the mallards in my office years ago, Henry, hallelujah, uh, I didn't understand about mallards. And part of the individual that put it in there didn't understand about mallards either, Henry, hallelujah, probably didn't understand. And Kathy, they didn't understand. But I found out about mallards. Mallards, they, 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 they hit the water, they just shrug it off. And that's, that's, that's the way I am. I'm like, ah. You know, that's all right. Some people try to kick their way out of my circle. I said, ah, I kick them back in. Get over here. Uh, that's why it's important. Who's in your circle? So if we love somebody, irregardless of what they do to you and I, it's okay. Why? Because we love them. They're already included in the beloved, in our circle. Our love will cover a multitude of faults. Cover means encircle. Love encircles a multitude of faults. You'll look beyond that. Nobody's going to be perfect. Some people, man, you, you only love people that are perfect. Then you don't love a lot of people. Because there's a whole lot of imperfect people. I, I actually, man, perfection is like, oh, yo, yo. They get to me. I, I like to stay away from perfectionists. You know why? Because I want them to love me. <laughs> so I hide. <laughs> I hang out at the real inner circle over here, man. The perfectionists. Because sooner or later, they're going to spot, usually sooner, 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 they're going to spot defects in my life. Sooner, sooner, sooner. Then later. Uh, love enables us to minister. To minister to as many people as we love without getting hurt. Especially if you're going to be in ministry. In, widen that circle of love. Because if you're going to be in ministry, you're going to get hurt a lot. You're going to deal with people. What did we say last week? To dwell above with saints we love. Oh, that will be glory, heaven. But to dwell below with saints we know, that's a different story. I don't know about that one. Why did you even create that one, God? Uh, should have broke the mold ahead of time. Uh, see, love enables us to, get, to minister without getting hurt. For God so loved who? That's a whole lot of love. Everybody. That he gave. Uh, for Pastor Steve loved 550 people in his congregation out of 600. For Pastor Steve loved 7 out of 10 in his family. For Pastor Steve loved 90,000 people out of 121,000 in Hayward. For Steve, so loved Josie 6 out of 7 days. How big is your circle? And how many days does it last? Hallelujah. Uh, for Pastor Steve so loved the assemblies of God, the church of God in Christ. Uh, but the Presbyterians, they're too smart. But the Baptists, they're too rich. And the Apostolics, they're too legalistic. Uh, wow. Who do you have in the doghouse? And who's, who do you have in the in-house? I almost said the in-house and the other house, you know. Uh, but I didn't say that. I didn't say that. You said it right now. But who do you have in the doghouse and who's in the in-house in your life? Listen to me. Prejudices, when you're prejudiced and warnings and disputes, they, cause, they come because, my friend, they come. You get prejudice and you, you get, you know, you war and you feud with people. Only with the people 
uh, that are outside your circle. Okay? We need to deal with people outside of your circle. That's the reason why God and his word are so high on love. Listen to me. Love. True, genuine, agape love. Because it protects us from being hurt. But when people are outside of our circle, we, uh, we, can, we, can, we can throw them for a shine. We don't have to love them. Uh, we can fight with them. We can have disputes with them. Brother or sister, so-and-so hurt me, so I'm not talking to them anymore. Uh, could it be that you didn't love them? You loved yourself too much? Pastor Steve hurt me, so I'm going to leave the church. Could it be that you don't love Pastor Steve? Uh, that, that happens a lot. They get hurt. They don't love. Or could it be that you don't love Pastor Steve or anyone else for that matter? Because you don't even love yourself. You're not even in the circle. There's people like that. Wow. Uh, they're not in the doghouse. They are the dog. Hey, there's a lot of people like that. You know that. They're, 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 you know, those are the ones that I've seen, the Dr. Chuckle or Mr. Hyde. You don't tell them how are you today. You tell them who are you today. Because then they're going to, you know, you shake their hand, they're going to bite it off. They don't even love themselves. That's why it starts, it has to start with you. Love yourself. Uh, love others as you love yourself, Jesus says. It's important. Let it start with home base. See, the key is somebody, and, and then other people don't even have God in the circle. Don't have God. That's real bad. How big is your circle? See what I'm driving at this this evening. Is that it's important to see people as Jesus saw them. For God so loved the world. The world. When you do that, you can travel the world, and you can love people, deal with people, uh, anybody. You don't love me. You don't know me. I don't know you, but I do love you because my circle's pretty big, you know. <laughs> you know, at least I'm going to give you a chance. Hey, come on, get in my circle over here. I'll, I'll tell you if you're out or not. Uh, uh, see, in the story of the Good Samaritan, let's get to that as we close now. In the, in the story of the Good Samaritan, Christ was saying what the priest and the Levite, what they did, is they had left people outside of their circle of love. That's what he's, he's saying. The Levite had, had people living outside of his, of his circle. So did the priest. The story is not saying that the priest and the Levite didn't love. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say they didn't love. No. It's only saying that they might have love, but they also had limits to that love. Listen to what I just said now. It doesn't say they didn't have love. They had love, but they had limits. They were particular. On who they loved. They, had, they were pick and choose. Yeah, eeny, meeny, miny. Yeah, okay. You have money. Come on. I think I love you. Uh, let's go to nations. Uh, they had limits. Limits outside their certain circle that would exclude a person that perhaps they didn't personally know. Ah. Uh, they, 
they don't really care for them that much because, you know, they, they, they didn't know him. They didn't care for them. They didn't know them. So if I don't know them, out of sight, out of mind. Or maybe, why deal or help somebody that was too badly in need? Uh, they weren't prepared to help a person so far gone. Uh, oh, what's an addict? Oh, it's an addict. The gang member, he, he, he's, 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 he's into the gangs. He can't get him out. We don't even know. We can't even figure out how to get him out. Uh, so why even go there? Why even try to love drug addicts and gang members? They're not even going to receive it. Uh, no. Or maybe uh, we can't lower ourselves for a person who might jeopardize us to the point that we could endanger ourselves to become like them. So I, I, I can't touch them right now. Uh, no way. What would my circle of friends think? Hmm? Man. No. Gee, if, if I go to Victory Outreach, they have a rehab homes. And I hear that the pastor used to be on drugs before. He's got cooties too. Uh, no. Nah, what would my people say? Who's your pastor? An ex-drug addict? Oh. Oh. That would speak volumes as to who you are. Really. I remember what did the brother say? One guy said, a person is known by his friends and he's known by his enemies. Uh, really? Uh, your friends, oh yeah, these are friends. but also who your enemies. If the enemies are not, if they're not with it, they're all prejudiced and all, they, they tell who you are. Uh, speak to who you are. So the Jews had a heavy conflict with the Samaritans. They were half-breeds. They were half-breeds. They weren't full Jewish. They were outside their circle of love and acceptance. But Jesus turns the tables on the Jews by using the Samaritan as having a big old circle. You Jews are locked into this little circle. This Jew, this Samaritan, this half-breed, look what he did. Oh, that's character in action. That's disclosure of who he is. He had a big old circle. How big is your circle tonight? Who do you include? Who do you exclude? Man, what a, this, is, this is quite a commentary of a sermon here. Uh, you didn't know we were going to jump right on your chest tonight, huh? But love is so important. Man, this could be one of the most important sermons I'll ever preach to, an, to us. It's a very practical sermon. Christ was a little practical. He spoke in parables because he was giving out the secrets, but only the real people get the secrets. Mm. Man. See, ask yourself tonight. Who's outside your circle? And you know who, who the answer will be? Those of you that hurt you. Uh, those that can hurt you. They're outside your circle. The ones that can hurt you. That's, that's your answer right there. Uh, because the ones inside your circle can't hurt you. They're already in, like Flynn. Uh, get in, bro. Uh, you got a big old car, like they say in prison. Prison? Pastor's been in prison? Sheesh. Yeah, they used to talk about cars. But that's what you, you heard that right, the cars. Oh, the, the, the Ventura County car. The Fremont car. Little putt-putt. I'm just kidding. Uh, just kidding. Or the Dakota car. Manuel calls it a hump. What? what? Hoopty. The hoopty. Sorry, but that's a hoopty, you know. I had a little hoopty. 
Your car should be big. Include everybody. Don't be have a little Volkswagen. No. Drive a limo. Tonight, enlarge your circle by including more people in your circle. The secret of a lover is his willingness to disclose your character, your inner self. Open up your true colors. Matter of fact, I've kept this title a secret till right now. The title of my sermon is The True Colored People. We're colored people and we live in a tainted world. We're colored people. Uh, that's why I played that song. Uh, I do things here on purpose sometimes. You guys don't even know you had it inside you. Uh, we could have had Keith or somebody played real nice there. and I played that song for a reason. Uh, because it reveals your true colors. The needs reveal your true colors. Who you really are. That's the secret of a lover. He discloses his character when he comes down to the need and meets it. Your true, what you're made of. When push comes with a shove, we'll see what you're made of. And there's a whole lot of pushing going on outside these doors. And if you're willing to meet those needs, get in there. The only people that are going to do that are the people that got a secret. The other people are just, the, the priest didn't have a secret. The Levite didn't have a secret. They didn't, they didn't have the secret of the Lord. They, they had head knowledge of, of, the, of the Old Testament. But Jesus was sharp. And he talked in parables. Little secrets. Uh, only the ones that could figure it out. Tonight we're going to be partaking of communion. It's like a secret. Some people don't understand that. Uh, but, but that's because we've, we've received the secret of the Lord. We want to identify with Christ. We don't get tattoos no more to identify. Uh, boy, if we did that, I'd have baby up inside my chest right here. So they call my wife a baby from Little Valley. Uh, and me. Uh, no, 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 no. Our, our, our tattoos in the heart. And we reveal it by having communion. Saying, hey, I got a secret. Uh, but it's only revealed to those that fear the Lord. Nobody else can have this. But we'll see it in your action, in your service, in your, in your knowledge, of giving knowledge, and then also in your openness of character. Doing, being a doer of the word, not just a hearer only. I want every head bowed and every eye closed. Opening up your true colors, your inner self. That's the secret of a lover. That's why I've called it the true colored people. These true colored people, they show the true colors when the needs are up and the people are down. Who is my neighbor? Those in your circle. Those in your circle. That's who your neighbor is. Who is my neighbor? Well, who's in your circle? The Samaritan had a big circle. A certain man went down, the Levite. The priests didn't include him in their circle. But the Samaritan, a half-breed, an outcast. Somehow as he would study the scriptures in the Old Testament, 
Love your neighbor as yourself. Love the Lord thy God. Love. He had a big circle of love. How big is your circle? Some of you here tonight, you need to widen it. Goodness. And right now, some of you aren't even in it yourself. Or another fact, it could be that God's not in your circle. You're too selfish. Won't you include yourself? Won't you include God? Won't you widen your circle of love here this, this evening? And you're going to be tested. Your own family from within will come in and test your love. You need to pass it with flying colors. Those that have a secret will do it. Those that don't understand love can't. They won't. They won't mind getting in your face. But what are you going to do when they get in your face? Are you going to exclude them outside your circle or are you going to keep them in? Irregardless. Love is love. I want to pray for those of you that you've been having trouble with her. It's a love check here tonight. You've been having trouble in your circle of love. And you want me to pray for you here tonight? If that's you from all those places before we partake of communion, you want to be included in this prayer, I'm going to ask you quickly. You say, Brother Steve, the sermon was right up my freeway. Yes, it came right up to my chest. But I want to acknowledge the fact that I need this love. I want to love the gang member. I want to love the doctor. I want to love the lawyer. And I want to love the drug addict. And I want to love the judge. And I want to love the criminal. I want to include more people. If that's you and God ministered to your life here tonight, you want me to pray for you. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, I'm going to ask.